When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Just me or is that intro dead loud? Um, hello and welcome along. Is it, is it loud? Right, there you go. I'll sort it. Hello and welcome along to the Rangers Rabble podcast. I'm Martin Douglas. And joining me as the usual suspects are Rolf Marshall and Cami. Gentlemen, hello. Um, I'm delighted hello. to say that we have been joined. I, I just said hello. You don't have to say anything back. Just stum, right? I'm delighted to say that we have been joined by John Walker of the At Scots Abroad Pod. John, how are you? I not bad. Thanks so much for having us on. This really looking forward to it. No, see, I'm nice until you're on about three or four pods, and then I'm I'm just an asshole. <laughs> got it, got it. That's fine. I've got two more to go. Then I'm all right. Absolutely. Uh, we are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, get your comments and get your questions in. No question is off limits. It doesn't even have to be about football. Just get your questions in. Um, Wolf, my friend, how are you? No, I'm allowed to speak now. Yes, yes. <laughs> I am fine, mate. I'm just champion. How are you? And that's how with an E are you? Uh, I I am very good. I am very, very good. As we discussed before we came on, but I won't bring it up. I'm in a very, very good mood. Cami, how are you? Very good. Uh, I'm looking forward to testing my knowledge of international football over the next 45 minutes. Um, so I'm looking forward to the Rangers part of it, <laughs> the, the international part of it. Uh, I might have to wing it, to be perfectly honest with you. But um I, all I will say is the only international football I watched last night was the second half of the England match, um, just purely because it was on it was on the console telly sort of thing. Yes, I was I was curious just to see how uh, Jack Grealish had, uh, would perform ahead of the ahead of the Euros. I well, I was working last night, so 
John's going to keep us up to date with everything in Scotland a wee bit later on. Um, but look, let's let's just jump into it. Um, like I say, if you're on YouTube, give us a subscribe and a wee like and Facebook and the rest of it, whatever it is you can do to promote the pod, go and do it. Right, so let's jump into it. Um, I don't understand anything to do with share issues, um, John, but Rangers have obviously released a new share issue. Um, before we get into the nitty gritty of it, what do you make of the whole share issue thing? I'm all right with it. Um, I've I've kind of said to and phone. I, I don't particularly have cash <laughs> to, to throw around coming out of a unemployment and pandemic, and I, I'm always kind of um, reserved when I hear of clubs ever size, especially when we have the assets. I, I think I said to you the last time I was on, Ross Wilson has talked about this final stage mm-hmm. of his development of Rangers Football Club, which is selling on players and replacing them for cheap. Now. I look at our team and think that we have replaced the players that could potentially go. And um, when I look at Sakala, Wright, Hadji, Itten, all sitting there, maybe not looked at maybe the quality to replace a potential Kent, Morelos, Aribo that could move on. But I'm always a bit sceptical when they keep coming to fans. The same with Castor releasing all the championship gear. That being said, we'd have been a very supportive club through all of this last decade. And before that, and see if people have the cash and want to spend it on Rangers and commit more money to the club than some of us already have, then I'm all, I'm all for it. Like if people have the money to do so, why not? It's going to release a bit of a bit of funds potentially for the club or to to shareholders. To be fair, have had to really dip in their own pockets over the last two seasons, three seasons to stop this nine in a row. So yeah, if people can afford to do it and commit to it, then that that's up to them. I don't think Rangers are forcing anyone to do anything against their will no, no. so if it can bring funds into us really try and push th- that that might be the money that gets a new golden deal over the line a new Kamara deal over the line and anything that commits us to going two in a row and getting that champions league spot secured for the group stages for the following season is astronomical like it's fivefold that six million goes to 35 40 million on tv rights for that group stage so mm-hmm. You never know, like I've said in the group chats with us, it might be a case of, see, in two years' time, we might see a qualifier on a season ticket for free because, well, yeah. because, because we've committed so much, or a couple of friendlies, a couple of cup rounds like you used to get in your season book. We might see it paid back in the end, but right now, we knew what we did. We knew we were throwing a lot of money at the front end to stop this title run. That was our first goal. That's done. Next goal is being a Champions League club. And then maybe we start cashing in on assets and moving forward and becoming a, I always call it self-sustainable. Fans are part of that sustainability with the money coming in, but you would maybe like to see a partner of Murray Park creating mm-hmm. an Ethan Patterson who could go for, providing his career, fingers crossed, goes the same way. He might go for Kieran Tierney money. Like, there's actually no reason why he wouldn't in three, four years go be a 20 million fullback if everything goes well. So I'm looking at Murray Park maybe finally producing those gems that really go for big money and we become a club that have this endless line of talent whilst also making loads of money and staying in the, the black, so to speak. I love how we started off with a question of a share issue and you managed to turn it into a total positive about players <laughs> coming through. See, I mean, that's, that's the kind of quality punditry we need on the Rangers <laughs> Rebel. Um, well, look, fans have been asked over the last oh, what, 10 years and obviously more recently, They've been asked to put their hands in their pocket, which they have. Um, how do you? I know. Listen, if you had two pound left, and it was either feed your family 
or give Rangers money. I know that you would give Rangers money, but how do you feel about <laughs> all this this shit issue stuff? Um, I think you're on board with it. Um, I understand why they've done it. Um, it's, I mean, they've said all along. The board have made no secret of the fact that this was coming because they've said they've said that the business model is we're going to be self-sustainable. There is going to be an issue with shares. I would much rather they issued shares like this, where the supporters can put the money straight into the club, rather than they're buying Dave King shares, for example, as is as is it's happening. I've got no problem with well, what he's doing with shares, by the way, mm-hmm. put that on the table. I've got no problem with, with him selling his shares to Club eighteen seventy two or whoever he is he's selling them to. No problem with that at all. But this share issue, the money's going directly to the club for to do whatever with. I mean, I've I believe a lot of the money will probably go towards likes of the building in Edmonton House, stuff like that, because these are all capital projects that are costing an awful lot of money. Right? Now, the as as John said, the, the, the shareholders, the, the board and tough stuff like that, they've put a lot of money, they've put a lot of money in which have been turned into shares as equity. Because they've had to do that to get us to the position that we're in now. But we need to we need to move forward because of the absolute shit show that they came into. You know, we've 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 had to basically rebuild the training centre. That's why there's been nobody coming through before Nathan Pars. Because mm-hmm. we have we didn't have a scout system, we didn't have a youth system to talk of really. So that's that's all got to come through. Um it's unfortunate that, that all the, the timing of all this that they're asking us for money all the time, coinciding with the, the whole COVID thing, is mm-hmm. very, very yeah. unfortunate. There's nothing could, there's nothing they could do with that. You know, I mean, I'm sure that they didn't really want to launch my GLs. At the time they launched the last year, when the season got curtailed, we didn't know what was happening. But they had it there to go, and they had to go with it, and they went with it. The sheer issue now is the right time to do it because it's 150th anniversary. It's next year, and we need we need new Edmondson House built. We need all these things in place, and they need the finance for that. So, but I mean, it's one of them. Like John says, they are constantly asking us for money. Right? I mean, I saw I saw something on social media just before we came on the call. Uh, a friend of mine had put on Facebook. Uh, it was an email to Stuart Robertson. Dear Mr. Robertson, are you feeling okay? Haven't had an email asking me for money today. <laughs> that's you know, that's that's how that's how bad it's getting. But mm. it's one of them. If you can if you can afford it and you want to do it, that's fine. Do it. If you can't afford it or you don't want to do it, don't do it. But to me, there's no need to tell anyone. It was like. It was like the end of the season before last when people were saying, well, I could do with the money back for the games I missed on my season ticket. If you mm-hmm. had to do that, fine, take the money back. But you don't need to tell everybody. And if yeah. you didn't take it back, similarly, you don't need to tell everybody. Every situation is different. I'm I'm behind the share issue and I've got no problem telling people I've registered my interest in it. doesn't mean I'm going to do it because at the mm-hmm. moment, all I want you to do is register your interest. And I've done that. I've also bought an Emerson House supporters package because I'm in the position I can do that. And I wanted to do it. But there's other things that have launched that I haven't done because I've got no interest in doing it. Mm-hmm. But it is a big ask of the supporters. There is people who have been furloughed, who've lost their jobs, who, for whatever, during this pandemic, I'm lucky I've walked all the way through it. So it hasn't really affected me to any great degree. But I understand why they've done it. The timing of it is a wee bit shite. But no. there's not really much we can do, but that's not what they're making for I know, totally professional as ever. The timing of it is just a wee bit shite. Um, Cammy, there's Curry Muncher puts the thing is, I guess, we, 
the minimum price or the minimum buy-in, sorry, is is five hundred pounds. Again, I don't know if legally or something that's what they had to make it, but it does just feel, I think, for some th- fans, for some fans, that it's just more money, more money, constantly more money. The the, the timing of it's the is the issue. I'm I'm supportive of the idea of the share issue. I just uh, it's a bit constant at the moment. Um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised uh, Castor and James Bisgrove haven't released a, a share issue range. Um, there's 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 every possibility. Is that another email you didn't get? Listen, I mean, I, I've picked up bits and pieces of the some of the stuff uh, that they have done over the last few weeks has been decent, but I do think that it's uh, it, it's just a wee bit much. £150 for the supporters package. Mm-hmm. There is a possibility I'll commit to that later in the later in the summer after I've paid uh, I've paid the instalments off for my season ticket. But very much my season ticket was that is the the priority. I would love to invest in a, a share issue because ultimately I want to pass that on to my to my kids. However, five hundred pound can be better spent on things for my family, and that's mm-hmm. basically that. But if I'm fully supportive of it, if you have the disposable income that allows you to do it, um, up five hundred, up to a hundred k. I don't think there'll be many punters sitting in the. The club deck or the govern stand uh, committing to the hundred k right enough, but um, I think it's we're, we're trying to obviously increase revenue streams right, left, and centre. I mean, somebody shared last night some of David Murray's uh, wonderful uh, "Ready for the Future" and yeah. various uh, names on the back of the seat and all that sort of stuff back in the back in the day. And I joked with somebody and I said, "Careful what you wish for," because. I think yeah, that's not to say something similar couldn't happen um, further along the line. James Bisgrove's doing doing the job that he's paid for, and I'm sure he'll be rewarded with a, a healthy um, bonus at the end of at the end of the financial year. But the share issue, I'll be interested to see if we do actually meet the six and six and three quarter million. I think it's ambitious at this time, to be honest. Very ambitious. I think it's very, very ambitious. Can I just say, I didn't realise that tonight we were actually joined by a celebrity. Um, <laughs> Curry Winter, is it me or does John look a wee bit like Ricky Gervais? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Comments, what do you think? Does John look a wee bit like Ricky well, Gervais? I'll jump in and say it's something I get more often <laughs> than I'd like. So I'm going to say it must be something that's happening because I do get it off a lot of people. So That's, that's how you can afford that fancy microphone. All that money for the office and Derek. And, um, there was a couple of... Look, Peaceful Warrior says, look, as long as the club keeps going forward, Bears will cough up. And, John, this is a good one for Ginger Beard. Um, I think the share issue has been taken in better faith by the fans given what the board has done to date. We have seen Murray's moonbeams and schemes in the past, and there is a greater trust now. And is that one of the points, look, regardless? And I think you said it as well. Look, there's stuff there for fans to buy, but only if you can afford it. And I think the case being now that we've seen what this board have done, we've we've seen where this board has took the team, and there's a much more of a trust now in them. I think I think that's why it's set at minimum five hundred is to outprice people who may have other coughed up a hundred quid 
who may have who may have spent their last hundred quid to get some shares, who may have jumped in. So I think the five hundred quid is to outprice um, people who maybe couldn't afford it. It's maybe on the borderline of like that's where the five hundred to one hundred k bracket is, right? It's people who probably have that money that they can part with. So I'm 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 I've changed my mind on it. Obviously, like when I, when I seen it first come out, I had the same instinctive reaction and went straight to my Rangers group chats and was like, "Fucking hell, man, <laughs> this again!" And my mate talked me down, and I'm like running through. I was like, "Well, we done a share issue like six years before all this happened last time. Like, are, are we are we about? Is this?" And my mate's like, "You're just being paranoid. Like, you're jumping mm-hmm. into this." And I was like, right, okay, let's take a step back. And then I was like, "Can I settled on if people have got money, go ahead." Sorry, you've also got to remember that the 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 current the, the current board and the major shareholders, this this new share issue is going to dilute their shareholding as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not not going to dilute it a great a great deal because I mean I don't know how I don't know what the shares are coming in at. They haven't said what the share price is going to be yet, or if they have, I've missed it. You know, they just said, look, this is this is the this is what you, this is the it's five hundred pound increments up to hundred k, but. If they get the six and three quarter million, that's going to that's going to dilute their shareholding by six and three quarter million. Uh, mm-hmm. but it's also going to mean that there's be more more support or power. It's not really that great an issue at the moment, but that would be more you know more shares in, in the hands of supporters because you would think that majority of these shares will be bought by fans. Some of them will probably be bought by institutions mm-hmm. because they'll see it as a, as, a, as a good investment. But the fans that are buying that aren't looking for a return; they're just looking to have a say. Because obviously it gets you the AGM. Actually, I don't, I, I don't know about share issues. I don't even know what it means, man. I'm thick if, when it comes to stuff. To be honest with you, if they'd offered 100 MyJers points for um, <laughs> for a for a contribution, I'm sure you would have got the six and three quarter million without any, without any problem. Because everybody's desperate for MyJers points, you know. I know, I know. I think I think Wolf's got about six point two million Majors points, haven't you? Will? Um, I was I was actually on a on a, a call earlier on about Majors, but it's not really not really for here, so we'll maybe talk to oh. you about that offline. Okay, don't right. Well, we've got a, a question, Cami, from our very own Alan. Um, would a successful share issue ease the pressure to sell someone? Uh, no. My instant reaction to that would be no. But what do you think? Cammy, you can talk, you don't uh, need to just no, keep shaking your I head. Don't, I don't, I, to be honest, I, I don't think it'll, uh, it'll change what is uh, inevitable, inevitably going to happen. Uh, we are at least, we're going to lose one starter minimum this summer. Um, I think I, I've changed uh, opinion on who I think it might be um, very recently, but I think somebody somebody from the starting eleven will 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 undoubtedly leave this summer, and mm-hmm. that seven million um, would help potentially give Golson an extra five grand a week or or whatever it may be to to enable him to extend his contract potentially, but I don't think it's going to bring in the ten fifteen ten fifteen million that we still need to fill that. Uh, that hole in the accounts, which was there prior to COVID, and you know, I, th- I think it, it could potentially be, it could potentially be greater than that at this point, despite the supporters backing forty-five thousand season tickets and co- commercial income coming out of, coming out of years and, and all that sort of stuff. But no, I still think players will leave. 
Well, there you go. Share issue. If you've got the money and you're happy to do it, go for it. If you don't have the money and you're struggling, don't. Simple as that. And if your wife or husband or partner tells you, no, honestly, don't do it. It is not worth the pain. Um, right, let's move on, John, to Rangers have partnered with Dam Health, I believe it is, the club's official COVID testing partner now. Um, I was at work all week, mad I didn't see this, but I did see you very, very excited in the group chat. For me, it's just, if they've sold it properly and the communication that I read is clear, this sounds like um, rapid antigen testing outside the stadium, which is not totally accurate. So I do think that needs to be clear. These tests, even the tests that they're doing on COVID do not 100% give out what they need. But if it gives some level of comfort around them letting 30, 40,000 back in on day one for the, the flag unfurling, then I'm more than happy. Like I've got tickets for, I know we're going to internationals. I've got my tickets now officially for the Czech Republic game, uh, my weekend Monday. And we've been given our entry slots as to, there's no testing going on, but we are like, I need to be in an hour and a half before the game. Mm-hmm. So if they turn around on flag day and say, yes, you can attend, you need to be there at 10 o'clock for a three o'clock kickoff to get through the test barriers, prove that you're not. And then we let fans in at two, 3,000, knowing that nobody's positive. Then this sounds like this sounds like a really really positive relationship that's going to directly benefit us more than it's going to benefit Rangers unless this company are selling test kits to people and they want Rangers to be a commercial partner to get that out there so that places like the Hydro can maybe buy off them as well. I don't know what the end game is for the provider, but to me it sounds like a massive positive for us on the way to get us back in the stadium and not this negative drip feeding of like, oh, it's going to be 10,000 on Flag Day. You're like, why would it only be 10,000 on Flag Day? <laughs> why, why would there be more people at Transmit? Like, why would there be like double the stadium at Transmit and we're still outside? So I'm like fully looking at this and going, these are steps that clubs have taken to get almost capacity straight back in the stadium. And however we do that, I'm assuming it's going to be like be there four or five hours before kickoff and get through a testing process, get in the stadium and drips and drabs and get to your seat. So I think this is like well planned for what I think this is like a really, really good deal that seems really forward thinking and it's given us two months to plan how we get back in for firstly is Arsenal our first preseason friendly at home? I think so, yeah. So however we run that test at that will dictate how we go forward with this relationship. But I think this is like a really solid step in explaining how we get back to the stadiums. I, I sincerely hope it is. But but Cammy will the big test obviously not be the Euros. Um, obviously there's some games being held at Hamden, some at Wembley. Um, if there's mass outbreaks during the Euros with fans and players, then there's no chance anybody's getting anywhere near a stadium. I would be surprised if there's mass outbreaks. I mean, there won't be, but I'm just saying that the I'm Euros is a test. what's happened down south. They've had uh, t- test events with about 55 to 60,000 people and there was only 15 positive uh, positive results out of that. I'm hoping and I have hoped for a, a while, even prior to this announcement, that Rangers would be using July and I think there will be maybe another couple of home fixtures during July. They will use that as a sort of hour testing process to, to utilise this system with a beauty on the 31st of July that there is as close to a capacity uh, Ibrox mm-hmm. as, as possible. It has to be. You know what I mean? It's 
we have to um, what you're going to have twelve and a half thousand at Hamden. So I think by then X amount more people are going to be vaccinated, and you know by the thirty first of July the full adult population is meant to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think this is a proactive step from Rangers. I'm a bit like John. I don't know the ins and outs of the what the arrangement is, but my thought is that Rangers are trying to be proactive to get as many people as possible back in the stadium come the start of the season. As many people back as possible, Wolf. I would be amazed if we get anywhere near 40,000 back in Ibrox come flag day. I'd be I'd be absolutely astounded if it's more than if it's much more than twelve and a half thousand. That would be a sad. I'd, I'd be quite I'd be quite surprised if it was the twelve and a half thousand. But I know I know Rangers are are assuming that they're going to get at least twelve and a half thousand for the Arsenal game, given that that's what's getting into hand in for the Euros. There's no reason they shouldn't. And this this tie up with with DAM, I'm like John. As soon as I saw it today, I thought, oh, that's good. First thing I thought of was that means that. They can do tests prior to asking into games. Whether it's you have to do it or you or you can do it if you feel uncomfortable or the facility's there for you, if it's mandatory or not, would, you know that's that's that would obviously need to be fleshed out. But it can only be a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I know prior to flag day we've got the Arsenal friendly already announced. There's rumours of another friendly the following Saturday. The rumour is Brighton, which would be absolutely brilliant because Big Shane Duffy would have to play. That would be hilarious. <laughs> but there's also, I know, there's, I know Rangers are also looking to have very, very keen to have an open training session. As one, of, as a sort of MyGers thing. You know, they would obviously, hopefully, they'd use that as a test event. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, how many they'd be allowed into that? You'd like to think they'd be pushing for the same as the capacity they were going to get for the Arsenal game and the other friendly or whatever. So you may be saying 10, 12,000 in for that. If that's what they're allowed to, so it's all depending on what the government will let them do. You know, I mean, it wouldn't at all surprise me not to get political. It wouldn't surprise me if Glasgow goes back to tier three as soon as the Euros are finished. But you know what I mean, but that's that's me just being a bit cynical. I hope it doesn't happen. But oh, we're all cynical. We're all cynical. But listen, look, did you notice there that John had to cough and he had the professionalism to mute his mic and cough <laughs> without even. Realising, unless you've got an eagle eye. Um, listen, a big hello to Ross. We're very on Ross Clark. Hope you're all well, troops. Get the park open for the Bears on Flag Day. I'm struggling to read comments on it. I don't know what's going on. Um, also, we've got a good evening from Sasha the Doug. So, very good evening to you, Sasha. Um, look, we're going to move on. Um, that's Martin. Sorry, I think that's a that's a, a dog I know from Perth. I think if it's the Sasha, I'm thinking it is. Believe it or not. So many jokes. Right. I've, um, we're going to move on. Uh, very, very quickly touch on the joke. And then I really, really want to focus on traditional media because I know that I think John's got a lot of thoughts and feelings on traditional media. Um, <laughs> Cammy, Stephen Gerrard going to Everton. Discuss. <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, see, as soon as um, Ancelotti was going to Real Madrid, I put on my own Twitter, at least this is one job that Steven Gerrard won't be linked with. Because... I know, I know. It's it's just absolute nonsense. 
It's mm. you know I, I don't know where these where these stories start. Stephen Gerrard leaves Rangers. There's only probably two jobs I think he would take, and that's the Liverpool job and the England national team job. He's mm. not. He's not. He, he, Everton, come on. <laughs> Let's let's be on, let's be honest, right? That the the easy way to look at it, irrespective of where else you think Stephen Gerrard might go, whether he would go straight to Liverpool or straight to England or go somewhere else first, right? He's made no secret of the fact his ambition is to be manager of Liverpool. Mm-hmm. He's got absolutely no chance of fulfilling that ambition if he becomes manager at Everton. Mm-hmm. It's it's ludicrous, absolutely ludicrous. I, do you know, I don't even know who wrote the, the story. Series, I don't man. even know who wrote the story, right? I don't know who wrote the story. Um, it's but John, kind of story that, it's a kind of story that Keith Jackson would write. To be fair, honestly, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Keith Jackson is an awful journalist, right? Yeah. A very, very, very bad journalist. But I don't that, even think Keith Jackson writes as bad as that. I know it is. I don't even think Keith Jackson writes something as ridiculous as that. And Keith Jackson has wrote a lot of shit. Um, he's, he's trying his best with some of the stuff that's came out the, with in the last see the big see the big thing. Keith Jackson just wants his name out there because Keith Jackson thinks that he's a big massive celebrity and he's a, a well known personality. You know, he's he's a dick. Um John, Stephen Gerrard to Everton, what odds would you get on that? Ne- no, I, bet, I bet it's crashed. I bet it's like one to five now. I bet he'll be one <laughs> he'll be one of the favourites behind Eddie Howe. So it's really funny as yes. I was listening to Old Firm Facts, who now does a podcast, um, Old Firm Facts on Twitter, and he was talking to um, Derek Ray about when he was a journalist, when he was writing for Glasgow Live or when he was writing for the Daily Record, and he did notice any time a headline mentioned Rangers or Celtic, obviously it got more clicks. Like He said mm-hmm. astronomically more. Like You would not believe. Like If you were writing about a Hamilton player that was a Rangers youth player, it would make much more sense to refer to him as an ex-Rangers youth player rather than Hamilton. Mm-hmm. But then he, then he said, companies then noticed that the English Premiership was where all the clicks were. So if you can find any story, no matter how tedious a link, you put the two and two together and you get loads of clicks, loads of advertised revenue, and you've done your job. It doesn't even matter. People forget about it the next day. There's so much content. David De Gea signed for Real Madrid 10 times since he's been at Man United. Yeah, And Gareth, and Gareth Bales came the other way every single year. Mm-hmm. I've heard that every single year, and I was say, I've seen it even with my podcasts. I interviewed Ryan Gold around the time that Billy Gilmore was breaking in for the Chelsea team, like a year ago, and I asked him about would it make more sense for Billy Gilmore to stay in the under twenty ones or be in the Scotland camp, and he said to me I enjoyed being with the main team because I learned more for the week's training than I did playing under twenty ones, and somebody for the Daily Record took that and was like Ryan Gold says Billy Gilmore needs to be in the Scotland squad. I was like, mm-hmm. well, that, so I know how it works, and I said to you guys um, in the group chat, <laughs> Daily Star, obviously Daily Star, went with the article that Ryan Gold had signed with Sheffield United last week because Paul Heckenbottom had worked with him at Hibs. Paul Heckenbottom mm-hmm. had already left the post at Sheffield United, and it wasn't even Heckenbottom that signed Ryan Gold for Hibs, it was Neil Lennon, and Heckenbottom <laughs> didn't play Ryan Gold when he got back from injury. It's They're just so weak. They don't even need to be right because people forget about tomorrow because there's another nonsensical news story and they've got their clicks, they've got their ad revenue. Stephen Gerrard's not going to Everton. Eddie Howe's already got the job. Is it CGM that said that? Eddie Howe, Eddie Howe flashed his arse out at Celtic to get Everton's noses up. Mm-hmm. He was never take, he was, he's an Everton fan. He's talked about it continuously on podcasts. 
he's got that job. That job's already appointed to him. He knew about that job, which is why he bailed on Celtic and why Celtic had to make that ridiculous statement that it was a mutual agreement and not that they had been <laughs> led down a line. Uh, right, well, just before we carry on um, slating the media, which I always love doing, <laughs> um, well, Curry Muncher has put, before you go on to the media guys, women's team play in Glasgow City. If we beat them, the other City team gets to win the title. Should they draw or win or whatever for the Champions League place? Which I, I, I must admit, next season I'm going to pay a lot more attention to the, the women's game. Wolf, I know that you do. Um, what do you make on that comment? What should we do? I was aware of that, and it's something I'm trying not to think about. Um, <laughs> if, if, I'm being, if I'm being perfect, if I'm being perfectly honest, right? Much as I always want Rangers to win, Rangers won't beat Glasgow City on Sunday because they're simply not good enough. I mean, I watched them. I, I've watched the the ladies' games on the TVs as much as I can, and I was actually at their game at, at Fort Fun last week, and it was great to be back at a live Rangers game. And they beat them. Beat them. We beat four for four nothing. It wasn't great. There's something there's something wrong with the Rangers ladies team, whether it's the coaching, whether it's the mentality, I don't know what it is, but there's something not right because they're better. The sum of their parts is better than what they're doing. I can't see any way they'll beat Glasgow City. But as as Curry Wincher points out, if we beat Glasgow City, Celtic win the title. Mm-hmm. Because Celtic are playing Motherwell, Celtic will destroy Motherwell. So what really needs to happen is we need to beat Glasgow City. Celtic need to drop points and then Rangers will get a Champions League place. But none of that's going to happen because Rangers won't beat Glasgow City. So I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, well, there you go. I just thought I would throw that quick question in because I know that, well, if you've kept up to date uh, with the women's football. But Cammy... Um... I'm actually I'm actually hoping to, to go to the game on Sunday at Glasgow City if they're allowing fans in. Because I'll be down that way anyway, so I'm hoping to go to the game. But I'll wait and see. If, you're, if they're allowed in, you're going to buy me a ticket? Well, he's, he needs to come in. They're playing at Clyde. Right. Well, you, if you buy me a ticket and pay for my fuel, I'll be there. Um, Cammy, traditional media, let's have a discussion about it. Um, look, everybody likes clicks, right? When you're doing, for example, this this podcast that we're doing just now, um, I can't even, you know, I can't even remember what I called it. I think I said, like, Gerard for Merseyside or something. So everybody likes a wee clickbaity title. But it gets to the point where it's not just a clickbaity title, it's what's written in those articles. Um, and I think for a long, long time now, the media has been scrambling to stay relevant because of, you know, I don't know any Celtic podcast, right? But you've got Heart and Hand, Four Lads, Jersnet. There's loads and loads of Rangers content out there. And I, and I just think traditional media, it's not just falling behind, it's actually starting to damage itself now as well. Without a doubt, I think there's there's so many uh, so many ways to get your to get your uh, to get your up to date information. You know, what I mean, Rangers Rabble, of course, as well. Of course, but I think not not even just Rangers uh, podcasts and Rangers websites. There's there's a lot of good football podcasts, whether mm-hmm. it's Scottish football, English football, that I would would always be. My... At Scots Abroad Pod, very good. Exactly, um, one of the best. Um, I think the, the idea of going to a, a paper shop and buying a buying a paper, I wouldn't even think about clicking any of the any of the the, the so called major 
the major papers up here. You know, I mean, there's circulation for actual papers. To go into a paper shop and buy the Daily Record or the Sun has mm -hmm. fallen on its arse. You know, I mean, it's completely dead. And I think fan media and uh, podcasts and all that are only going to grow. It's good content. You know, I mean, it's it's not just it's no crap that people are being served up. It's people taking a lot of time to provide good interviews. And as as John says, they do a great interview with Ryan Gold, and then the papers are all over it, and then they put their own put their own spin on it. You know, it's just I think people have have seen through. Uh, I've seen through the bulk of the the bulk of the press. I mean, we've we've obviously had uh, had Scott McDermott. I've got a lot of time for for Scott, but I think it's uh, I think it's the the job that he's doing um, is probably driven from those are those above and those people that are uh, dictating that you've got to have certain headlines to to try to increase advertising revenue and and all that sort of stuff. But I I just think that the growth of fan media and mm -hmm. various podcasts is only going to continue to to grow and grow. And of course, if you want all that latest breaking news, I can't do adverts. If you want all that latest breaking news and high quality content with his shaky hands, subscribe to the Rangers Rabble on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and you'll get all that breaking news shit um, because we are a professional podcast. Um, well, if I was going to ask, look, is traditional media dead? GB before I even get there, I said it's, <laughs> it's deed already. Um, do you see any way back for the likes of your records and your sons and your Daily Stars? Because let's face it, nobody buys a Daily Star for the football. No, I don't see any way back. I think GB's 100% correct. They're, they're, they're already dead. I mean, they're, they're, there is no way back for them. Because even if they want, even if they want, there's certainly no way back for them in print. I mean, one or two of them might be able to rescue themselves keeping it online, but I really can't see it. I mean, to pick up on Cammy's point about the, um, you know, the, the the different football podcasts, I think it's come to this. It's come to the stage that the the players, particularly the former players, who obviously can make their own decisions. Players have to go through the clubs, but the former players are coming to the stage that they they, they trust fan media more than they trust mm -hmm. journalists, if you like, yes. or supposed professional journalists. Because they know there's not an agenda, you know. Mm -hmm. Like if a if a former player came on to come on to here or come on to Heart and Hand or or any of the other Rangers podcasts or on or a Celtic player on a Celtic podcast, the hosts of that don't have an agenda against them. They're not looking for a story. They're not looking for a wee, a wee stupid line. You know, when when John and Brian Gold on, he wasn't there to say that. I'm going to I'm going to try and trick him into saying something here that's going to get me, me my my podcast more popular. Mm -hmm. It's just to get the story out there. Whereas the journalists are always looking for an angle. Which yeah. is why players are talking to podcasts, and then the media are just sitting back, going, "Well, okay, well, listen to the podcast. <laughs> right, there's a story." You know, I mean, they got all the stories. They got all the stories of, of social of social media and fan media. Journalists don't actually work for a living now. Well, you know, because... I, you know, you're you're 100 right, Wolf, because see, when I interviewed David Robertson, who was my hero growing up, who is without a doubt the best Rangers left back that I've ever seen. And I'm not even going to hear the arguments about Arthur Newman because it's not even close. Um, so, no, so I'll be Arthur in the pod then? No, no. Well, I mean, listen, Arthur's more than welcome to come on whenever he wants, <laughs> but he will be told that he's the second best. Um, but when I'm interviewing David Robertson, I'm interviewing him because 
I loved him as a player and I want to hear his stories. I'm not interviewing David Robertson to go, can I get him to say this about somebody so that I can cut that up? Don't know why I've done the little fish, big fish. So I can cut that up and stick it on YouTube and get 100,000 people to view it. I mean, if 100,000 people want to come and view the stuff, come and view it. But I'm not going to try and trip somebody up, you know, regardless of who it is, to get more views. But that's, but that's, but that's the difference. The journalists are trying to do that to get the clicks. Mm -hmm. So they've got the headline, as the boys were saying, to get the clicks, to get the advertising revenue, because they're commercial organisations. Well, you, because you, nobody's, you, now buying, nobody's now buying their papers. Well, if you use the exact phrase that I email every single player I've interviewed and the, the, when I set the ground rules of how we do the interview before we record, you've said the exact buzzwords that I use. This is your story. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to get a headline. And I also let all my guests hear the recording mm -hmm. afterwards and they get full yeah. right to pull out anything. The thing that I've noticed more and more when you get into players who are playing just now, they're so well trained by the media team. Mm -hmm. They're never actually yeah. going to slip up. But journalists are sneakier than podcasters. And that's mm -hmm. why Rangers wouldn't let certain media groups interview players. It's why it's so hard. We, we've we got pals um, that do the sports social podcast down in England. That's a huge network now. And one of their podcasters is a Man City fan. And he got offered the role to be presenter of the Man City podcast, the, the actual official football club one. And he was like, this is amazing. This is like a dream. I get access to mm -hmm. all these players. And they were like, yeah, you can't discuss team lineups, injuries, suspensions, what you would have done to the team differently in transfers. And yeah. he was like, no, I'll just keep doing my podcast. Yeah. Unofficially then, because what you basically told me is this just is the plot. You just want to get into podcasting. You just don't understand what's good about fan media. You mm -hmm. just want a part of it. And now you're dictating. This is why we started the fan media was because you were fucking only letting out what you wanted to. We did yeah. fan media because we wanted the truth direct for people. So yeah. it's just really interesting. And I think that's why things like talk sports still work down in England because the clubs don't get it. They don't get what, like, we were talking, Rangers have such a plethora of amazing podcasts. But mm -hmm. even like, I've got my mates that do 20 minute times, the Celtic State of Mind. And see even the difference between that to an Arsenal fan TV, a Man City podcast, a Man United podcast. They're miles off it. They don't know what the fans want. They're just, Arsenal fan TV is the prime example. They're doing clickbait to their own fans. That is definitely what they're doing. Like, I know of it. And they're so far off that TalkSport will still work. Sky Sports will still work down there. They'll still sell papers down there because the fan media haven't figured it out yet. There's some good ones. Like, Wolves podcast is really, really good. Like their fan podcast is really good, but they're probably at a level where they can get away with giving access to players, giving access to the manager and important members of the club because they are, although they're a Premier League club, they're still small enough to get away with it. Yeah, and just very, very quickly, RFC 55, at Rangers Rabble, can you stay on for extra time tonight? Uh, unfortunately, no, because Cami and Wolf will absolutely annihilate me. Um, I'm, I'm here all right, mate. You crack on. You carry well, on. Sure. Well, shut up. <laughs> right. Uh, that, that was the point I was going to make. John, you're absolutely right, because we have had, we've been very fortunate that we only started this in November. Um, I don't, in case anybody knows, I was indeed part of another podcast, but I started this up in November and we have already had access um, to Stephen Kelly, um, one of the most, probably the most recognisable up and coming youth players. Um, Rangers, we contacted Rangers. Rangers had a look at our stuff. And if, I mean, there's been nothing really to be critical about. 
But Rangers have looked at it and went, ah, okay, we'll give them access, we trust them. Um, and it's all about, we're not here to take the piss, we're not trying to get a young player to come out and say something stupid. So for a club to give a, a young podcast like ourselves, you know, access to a youth player who could be the next big thing, that, that says everything that you need to know about fan media. So, I mean, John, is there any way that, because um, you're, you're in the podcasting world as well, um, is there any way a record or a son could start? I mean, I know that the record have got the, rec- the Rangers record podcast, the record Rangers podcast that our friend Scott McDermott <coughs> hosts. But is there any way that these newspapers can catch up with fan media? Because fan media just seems to be so far in front. I, I just don't know because they need to go to a subscription basis, the same as fan media do that work, like having your Patreons, having your Buy Me a Coffee apps. But nobody's going to come out unless the content is better. Mm-hmm. I. I'm the same. I would go to Athletic. I would go to Fourth Official. I'd come on here. I'd come on Heart and Hand if I wanted specific stories. Those would be my. Those would be the sources I would go to to find out what's happening. Like I would mm-hmm. go to those places and I pay for subscriptions for them because I'd much rather listen to Jordan Campbell writing for Athletic or Fourth Officials writers for Rangers. You guys, Heart and Hand, four lads had a dream. I'd rather listen to those people than have a Daily Record preach a eight paragraph Rangers article at me. I've no interest. It's not going to be what I want. I'm not going to get from it what I need. Well, yeah, CGM says look, the record podcast is fine and absolutely. Uh, Scott McDermott, by the way, is a wonderful guy. Yep. Um, but Cammy, like we've discussed, look, there's just too many old-fashioned, would you say, traditional snakes in the media, and if they don't learn, it's only going to be a matter of time before we don't get a newspaper anymore. I mean, I, I don't mean buy one. I just mean it won't be there. I. Hundred percent. I just, just going back to what I said. I can only see the current situation growing and growing, you know. And I, I think uh, us being able to get access to the the up and coming young players is a is a is a real coup for 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 the first sort of first sort of seven or eight months, you know. And I think it's it's uh, they've all been very enjoyable. The players have all felt comfortable. It's uh, it's 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 been great, and I think that's that's how that's how it's gonna how it's gonna continue. You know, what I mean, I think back fifteen twenty years on a, a Sunday morning, if you you've been out on the Saturday night and you got up on Sunday morning, go start round to the the paper shop and get the get the Sun the Sunday Mail. You get the news of the world. You get the, Christ. I used to buy all the all the all the crap of the day before I watched the twelve o'clock, two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock every game under the sun sort of thing. The, the idea doing the idea being a doing a buying a paper now is just completely it's completely gone and nah, it's alien. It's alien. It's, uh, and I, I just think you, you go into a you go into a news agent or you go into a shop and you, you look I always have a laugh and you can see how many papers are actually are actually sitting there and I'd love to know the numbers of people I, I couldn't tell you the last time I actually saw somebody going Going and buying a newspaper and going to self scan and scanning a paper through, you know, it just doesn't, just doesn't happen. Uh, sorry, I just seen a, a comment there. By the way, Keith Jackson is a big fan of the Rangers rabble. I hope he is. I hope he watches. I hope this is where he gets all his 
all his, all his stuff. And can I just say as well, um, the pod next year will be class Rangers Radio as well, every night, 8 till 10. And can I just say Rangers Radio is actually where I started my started. I ended up on the panel for a while. It's a fantastic show. You should go on there and listen to that as well. See that, um, Martin, see the thing, Martin. See tomorrow when you you get up and you sweat, you check Twitter and that, and you've got a you've got a DM for Keith Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? See if Keith Jackson wants to come on this and debate the merits of traditional mainstream media. On you come, and we'll have that conversation. I've got no problem with that. Um, Cammy bought all the papers that had a page figure. Oh. I don't know. I seen a picture of Cammy 20 years ago, John, and you want to see the hair, by the way. It was beautiful. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I'm not going to say too much. I think I'm a couple of haircuts away from disappearing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually... I actually, I actually found an old photo from when Rangers played in Turin in '95, and I showed it to my daughter, who was Demi would even ten at the time, and she went, "Who's that?" I says, "That's me. That's not you. He's got hair." <laughs> right. Just to finish on this, all the pods you mentioned talk to all us fans as fans. No agenda. Just talking to your mates about the team you love. Mainstream media are looking for the next hit piece, which you know totally sums it up. Um, we are just fans. You know, we're not we're not rich people who sit behind a computer screen and go do 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 do. No, I'm poor. Um, right, so let's move on. Um, John, this is obviously for you, Scotland, Holland, um, <laughs> because I can see Cami and Wolf just slowly die inside. Um, no, 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 no. Can I just say it, it was it was billed as Scotland v Holland, but when you looked at the team lineups. It was more like Celtic v Holland. So <laughs> I think it had like three Celtic any, players any in it or something. Any prospect of me? Three. Martin, the there was eight. There was eight, eight of the starting eleven either did or had played for Celtic. Yeah, it was dead. Doesn't count. Does the eleven. <laughs> I don't, does does dead count? Really? Does that count? Because they obviously did quite recently. Well, all right. Okay. So all right. Celtic versus Holland. Um, good result for Celtic, John. It was. Fucking really, really good, man. Like that was that was as that was as good a Scotland performance as I've seen for a very long time. Like Holland mm. are a team on the level with Belgium and Russia who absolutely scudded us in those group stages, and that's without our best centre mid, our best centre forward, our best centre back, and our best goalkeeper. I mean, our best goalkeeper isn't in the squad. That needs yes. to be. I'm glad you sorted clear. that. I'm glad Scotland, you sorted that. Scotland's comment. best goalkeeper. That's the first thing I said on that free kick being conceded. I went, Alan McGregor doesn't concede that free kick on that side. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. simple. But that is what it is. That's that's a, that's another chat for four years ago um, when he decided to hang up his gloves for Scotland. But yeah, it's there's so many people missing. And I looked at that Holland side. They had to leave the pie on because of how poor it was. Um, I've got big hopes for this Euros, for this Scotland side. I'm like, <laughs> I'm laughing at friends. I don't mean to be disrespectful. It's Stephen O'Donnell. But... I keep hearing people telling me that Stephen O'Donnell has earned that strip. He's currently the fourth best right wing back in that team behind yeah. Nathan Parson, James Forrest and Ryan Fraser. And that was clear last night when Forrest and Fraser played 16, 30 minutes. And they're both so much more comfortable playing football than Stephen O'Donnell is. So it's, it's actually it'll be interesting to see, from what I heard from the training sessions that were there, Nathan Parson really impressed people. John McGinn was singing his praises in the media. So that's like that's like a massive coup for us because that right back position at Scotland is definitely up for grabs. 
the right wing back area. So he has a chance, really. This is what I'm talking about with that Tierney money. We've got a chance of really nailing that position as his. We could have a boy who's playing. I don't know how he features in our team next year um, overall, because if Tavernier's fit, Tavernier plays. But it's really exciting to know that we have somebody, because like you, the, the jokes was there, like it was, it was eight at the start and 11, played with or had played with Celtic. And I do think that balance needs to be reshifted. But for that to happen, Rangers need to have Scottish players playing in the yes. starting 11. Yes. Um, Patterson would be it. I've watched a lot of Kennedy when he first moved to Rovers, Rafe Rovers. He could be another one that I could see. I mean, Scott Wright didn't look like a player that was miles off international football. I know he only played little parts of the Rangers, but everything I seen of him, I was like, he's good, man. I don't know what he was doing at Aberdeen, but I have no idea why he wasn't straight in their starting <laughs> 11 for the last few seasons. I know he's had a couple of injuries, but Ryan Jack, hopefully he's fixed his problem. It sounds like that wee bit extra times really helped him. So we might see a fully fit Ryan Jack. So I think that will level out, but I think really exciting summer, especially for us, it's like looking at John McLaughlin, unfortunately, might play against Luxembourg, he might get that, um, but it's really looking at Patterson for me. Like, can Patterson get into that team and can he perform and really make it, make everyone stand up a little bit and be like, oh, Jesus Christ, man, that's that's their second choice right back. That's their second mm-hmm. choice right back now. And he's performing at the Euros, but we've got so many players at the Euros, it's amazing. Barisic, Kamara, I know Etten's been called up to the Switzerland squad. This is like a really... It's, it's exciting and it's nerve-wracking because if Kamara has the good Euros, if Barisic has the good Euros, we might, might not be seeing them in July, which might be the issue. Well, actually, I caught a bit of the Croatia game and I think it was Armenia they were playing. Yeah. And Borna didn't look like Borna. Um, he was playing on that left-hand side, obviously, with Perisic. And he, I mean, I was falling asleep back to and back and forth, back and forth. But there wasn't all these runs up the left-hand side. It seemed to be all Perisic out in that left corner. Didn't really seem to have a look in. Um, but, but Cammy, just quickly back to the Scotland chat, RFC 55. Because, look, there is still a lot of Rangers supporters out there who support Scotland, so it's something that we're going to talk about. Best Scotland team I've seen. Um, I do think this Scotland team does have a lot of really, really good players and the big, big bonus for that Holland game was Billy Gilmore getting ten minutes. Yep. He walked into that team. He he hadn't played. He hadn't been in a training session. Mm. So that was so his first minutes in Scotland were without a training session. He. Th- on you, Cammy. Sorry. I think he has to start on Sunday. You know, I think. Uh, you know, but I still claim Billy Gilmore, although he's at Chelsea. He was. He was. Uh, he was reared at Rangers, so I would still claim him him as a as a Rangers player. And I think if Nathan Parson and Billy Gilmore are in the, the starting eleven that starts the Euros, you know that's that's the best that we can that's the best that we can hope for. On the but that's, the Scotland squad does have good players. I just don't trust the manager to pick the. I don't think he's brave enough to pick the midfield three potentially of. McTominay, Gilmer, mm, and John McGinn. McGinn. Yeah, and that list, as I've said before, I'm not going to have my face painted and see you, Jimmy Hat, and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I can still, I can still look a squad, like a, at a squad of footballers and go. McGregor hasn't kicked his own backside for, for the last eighteen months. Yeah. Christie has has hit people outside the stadium repeatedly over the course of the season. Should shouldn't he be in the starting eleven? You know, it's no. that's the thing. I think 
I can I get disillusioned when I look at Scotland starting 11s knowing that players are being played when they're out of form. Do you know that's, do you know that's sorry, biggest, John. That's so, sorry, John. Just just before you come in, can I just say a big thank you to Daniel Mack in the YouTube comments for uh, tuning in and really, really, really helping us out with monetization because every view counts. So, Daniel Mack, thank you for making your contribution to our Rangers podcast. Sorry, John, on you go, buddy. I just had to thank the good Daniel there for giving us some money. It's the see the problem with like like I I am I, I'm a, I'm a massive Scotland fan. I can't wait for the Euros, but. It is the best and worst part of what's happened this season because I'm sitting watching Callum McGregor be completely devoid of confidence. Ryan Christie almost unsure of what he is. James Forrest Bonkin. being injured. I'm loving every second of this, but I'm obviously of the mindset as going, well, obviously what's going to happen is we're going to get to the Euros and they're going to just all of a sudden be footballers again. But the whole season has crippled them. Callum McGregor doesn't even look... He, he doesn't look like a Celtic player that would get into Brendan Rodgers' Celtic side now. Ryan Christie is not the same player a year and a half ago. He's mm -hmm. just not. And it's why, for me, it's like Parson or Forrest at right wing back because Ryan Fraser has to play the Ryan Christie role and Che Adams has to come in for Lyndon Dykes. Billy Gilmore has to take Callum McGregor's position, providing the impresses on Sunday because Callum McGregor doesn't look like Callum McGregor. And if Billy Gilmore looks like the guy that dominated the midfield for 60 minutes against Man City, dominated 90 minutes against Liverpool last season. He's dominating those teams, and Callum McGregor was struggling against Ross County this year. It's not been a Rangers fan being bitter to honestly call out players who aren't good enough. And I get it on the flip side, when obviously as part of my Scots Abroad, I praise Ryan Christie, uh, Jack Hendry, in second comments, some Celtic fan who's calling him shite. And it's like, well, I've watched them all season. Mm -hmm. I've watched him every game at Ustin. I know he's no shite, but it's the same. It's just the same. It's the yeah. same mindset. They'll claim McGregor and Christie deserve to be in based on nothing after criticising them all season. So yeah. Gilmore Jack, and Ryan Fraser have to come in. Right, so just... Jack, sorry, on you go, Cam. Sergio Ramos compared to Shane Duffy, so how can I... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, just very, very, very quickly, John, just a, a simple yes or no. Can Scotland get out of the group? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Right, okay, happy days. You need, you, you need three points. In, right. in a good goal, in a good goal difference. That's so all we'll we get. So what what we'll do is we'll get we'll get beat off a of Czech Republic. We'll beat England, and then we'll get beat off a of Croatia. And we'll get I mean, points. if I have to do it anyway, that's the way I'll do it. Aye. There you go. Right, we've only got four minutes left, so I just want to quickly touch on a couple of things. Uh, well, thank you for your input on the Scotland chat. Um, Jamie <laughs> Barjonas <Enjoy> has left. <laughs> Jamie Barjonas has left the club. Um, surprise for you. Not a surprise that he's left. It's a surprise where he's gone because I think mm. he's better than Kelly Hearts. But he's obviously he's comfortable with Kevin Thompson. He'll have worked, he'll have worked with him at Rangers yeah. uh, when when Tomo was uh, probably the 18s coach. He probably worked with him at that level. So he'll he'll know what his manager is going to be like. And in all in all honesty, uh, Barjo should absolutely should absolutely tear up League Two, and he should get himself a really good move on the back of it. Unless, of course, they get Kelty promoted, he might just stay where he is. But I thought he would have gone a bit higher, but it's it's a, it's a great move for Kelty. Mm. It's a fantastic move for Kelty, Cami. Obviously, they've got now Kevin Thompson in as manager. Um, I think Seyferi uh, oh, knocked him back. Um, he's at Peterhead or something. Um, so, Jamie Barjonis has went there. You know, I think there was a period in time where Jamie was kind of breaking into that kind of first team. He got a couple of games. It just didn't really seem to work for him at Rangers, did it? 
Mark, it's just he's at he's at the stage he's I, mean, I think he's what 21, 22. He, he needs Kel, Kelty's potentially not the, the 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 chosen club that he would have wanted, but I think he's going to go there. And as long as he stays fit, he's going to be playing every single game. He needs mm-hmm. to play 40, 45 games next season. In his career to this point, he's been on loan four, five different places, and it hasn't really worked for him, no matter where he's where he's went. I think it's. I think he potentially should have left Rangers maybe a year ago. You know, I think mm-hmm. Rangers. They, you know, they, they kept him about, and I think the manager did like certain aspects of him and the style he's he's playing, what have you. But I think Kelty have signed Joe Cardo, who I think yep. is uh, a decent player. At, Certainly, he'll he'll be a good player at that level. They're obviously trying to do what Cove done, and and go straight up. So I think uh, Kevin Thompson, Jamie Barjonas, I'll I'll follow their uh, their progress with interest, and hopefully they, they do get the automatic promotion and and uh, Barjonas gets the games that he needs because there's obviously a, there is a talent there. And know RFC just to uh, quickly is he on loan? No, he has left. He's out. He's out of contract. Um, he also thinks it's a good move for him. Well, there you go. I mean, listen, Kelly are building something, and I hope it goes really well because I hope want Kevin Thompson to be as absolutely successful as he possibly can be. Um, John, just quickly changing to, I seen something today online. Alec McLeish talking about Jordan Jones. Um, I, I think we all felt when Jordan left for Sunderland, that was his Rangers career over. I think he done okay um, at Sunderland, but there's no way. Back for him in this Rangers team, is there? Nah, there's too much. There's too many players there. You've, it's like, even even if the worst happened and a Leeds United came in for Ryan Kent and went, there's 25 million, take it or leave it. There's an issue there because mm-hmm. he then goes and it's the one player we probably don't, one of two players we probably don't want to lose, but money will dictate that. But even then, I look at the team we've got, we've got Haji Sakala and Scott Wright underneath that position who... Gerard didn't, he's chosen to sign Sakala. He didn't choose to shift out Haji or Wright when he took out Jones. I think his bridge is burned and I think that's that's that. I think Jordan Jones will get moved on. I think Gerard's kind of two chances is what you get and that's it. Yeah, CGM. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. The police talks are fair. I'm in trouble. I don't know if that's, that's very fair. Um, well, f- um, Jordan Jones, yes or no? No, he's gone. I think he'll end up at Sunderland. million pounds, they can have him. Cammy, Jordan Jones, yes, no? Uh, no, his Rangers career's finished, but I don't, I'm not convinced that he'll go to Sunderland, given the fact that they've they've uh, made an RC promotion yet again. Um, so I don't, <laughs> and he was, he was oh, complete, no. he had a, he didn't play well in the first game and he was completely bombed. And the the match against Lincoln, I think they brought on five subs, and he wasn't one of them. So I think that Sohans went on there potentially that he's not impressed the uh, the manager there. So I, I I would expect him. He will find a club. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I think there's there's too much nonsense in his head. I think, mm-hmm. and I think that's part of the yeah. that's part of the problem that Stephen Gerrard has with him. And I think. Uh, Good luck to him, but he's he had his chance at Rangers, and it's uh, he won't be a Rangers player come the first of August. No, you won't know. And I tell you what, that was that was quite a lot to talk about, and it's the postseason, and I was worried. And Wolf didn't even have to switch his light on or anything. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just, it's just <laughs> sat in the dark for the last twenty minutes. 
<laughs> uh, Wolf, Cami, guys, as ever, thank you very much. This is what you say. Thanks, Martin. No problem, Martin. No, 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 no. Thanks, Martin. So we don't need to say hello, but we need to say thanks at the end. Well, if you you mind us, if you're done, you know the rules. <laughs> um, John, bud, it was great having you on, and I'm pretty sure we'll have you back on sometime soon. Yeah, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks for having us, guys. Um, everybody watching, thank you so, so much. Please do like, subscribe, follow, retweet, intweet, shoot tweet, whatever the hell it is. They help support the podcast. Um, if you sign up to the Rangers pools with the code Rangers Rabble Podcast, you will have two entries in to win a signed uh, George Alberts picture as well. Uh, I see wee Cammy's face light up when I talked about something signed there, you know. He's probably got about 1,800 signed George Alberts <laughs> pictures. Um, but look, guys, thank you very, very much for watching. We will be back next Thursday at either 8 or 9, depending on when Cammy wants to do it. So until then, uh, stay safe and we shall speak to you very, very soon. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.